0: Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we answer a listener's message, and it involves a really complex dynamic between couples, and that is grief and intimacy. And we, we really look at how complicated moments have the opportunity to bring us closer to our partner But oftentimes, if we're not intentional, they pull us apart. So please listen to this incredibly vulnerable opening up from a listener and our response in how we think this couple can feel more deeply connected in this difficult time. Do you wanna feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home and it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together.
1: Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships.
0: Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at home program and it will give you a free lesson. If you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner, we know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship.
1: Hello all and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin.
0: And my name is EJ Kerwin and we're a married couple. We are both therapists, both been therapists for a long time. We have a blended family. We have been doing this podcast for a while, just really trying to build a community of people who are dedicated to relationship wellness. And it's amazing because we've had a lot of recent validation of the fact that we're building this vibrant community mm-hmm. because we've just received so many messages you know, in the past couple of months of people talking about what's going on with them And people just reaching out to us, just wanting to talk about what's going on with them. And, you know, it's just been amazing.
1: Well, not to laugh about this, but I had a client at our center sent me an email like, hey, have you got my Instagram message? And I'm like, no. She's like, I sent it like a month ago. And I went to messages and I didn't know there were certain parts to the messages because I just figured it was all spam messages. And I opened this inbox and it is... Hundreds and hundreds of people from all over the world saying, thank you for your podcast. Can you talk about this? I had no idea. So I'm going to get back to every single one of the people that have reached out probably over the last, I don't even know how many years, but I I had no idea. I'm like not great with social media. I know I just do the posting and my reels, but so thank you. And if you get a response like nine months later, I'm really sorry, but there's so many amazing people that have reached out and said, thank you. And the episode we're going to do today is actually coming from one of our listeners and i just felt compelled to to do this episode when i read her social media message yes
0: and we, and we always reach out first if somebody presents something that they're going through we reach out to you we say hey is this okay for us to discuss it on the podcast you know, we obscure your information. We wanna make sure we honor your privacy and all of that. But most people, you know, we're really grateful have been just like really up to hear us talk about about what they're going through. So-
1: Well, and this topic is, you know, I know this person might feel really alone in it, but we've had this presented at our center a handful of times as well. So I think a lot of people- do struggle with this. They just don't know how to talk about it.
0: Absolutely. So so I'm gonna start out by just reading the email and then we're just gonna dive right into it. Uh, begins, hi, Tara and EJ. I have found your podcast to be super helpful and enjoyable to listen to. Can you do an episode on grieving and the shift in intimacy? Uh, my mother recently passed away two weeks ago. She was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer and within just a couple months, she was in hospice and soon after passed. It's been very difficult and emotional three months for me and challenging for my husband as well. I've been grieving the loss of my mother, trying to juggle life, and I've had really zero interest in sex. We've had sex maybe twice in the last three months. I thought my husband understood that I've been grieving even before my mother's passing. I've been caring for her and watching her waste away so quickly and it was just absolutely heartbreaking. Just yesterday, however, two weeks after my mom passed away, my husband came to me with a concern that we haven't had sex in a while. I was frustrated, and I now have even less desire. I love my husband. I find him very attractive. I want to move forward, but now I feel stuck and uninterested in being intimate.
1: Wow, Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, first of all, just saying like, wow, thank you for... You know, having that willingness to be so vulnerable, that's a, you know, that's a big thing to open up about. So thank you for taking that brave step.
1: And thank you for reaching out to us. And we're going to try to do the best we can today to talk about how to move forward. Grieving and loss changes everything. And a lot of times we don't have words for it and we don't know how to talk about that with our partner. So we kind of feel alone in it. Right. And then to me, that why it felt so compelled is there's like a, when you're already grieving, that's already so depleting on every level.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the first things that really jumps out to me is making sure we don't sort of blend it all together very quickly, that that we're really, there's two separate things that are going on here is there's the process of grief.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is different for everybody.
0: Absolutely. And then there's, intimacy which is which is extremely you know complicated as well physical intimacy but when we get to that part of it we're also going to break that down into sort of like physical intimacy and emotional intimacy so i mean I, i'd like to just start by like recognizing that losing a parent mm. is just an incredibly significant moment in a person's life you know even if you had a not the closest relationship with a parent, it's still, there. there's just big things that come up around it, around your own mortality and and sort of moving up into a different sort of tier in life. And then you add on that it sounds like this individual was very close with her mother as well. So it's important to just recognize that that is, is just such a significant moment for this woman to be going through.
1: And then it was pretty unexpected and that it happened very quickly because yes if our parents grow old gracefully and right they get to live their long life and we get to say goodbye that's a different type of grief than if you get diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer and within 2 months you just have to watch your parent waste away, and then pass very quickly. That is traumatic in itself right there.
0: And it's important to know, I mean, that grief is a process, right? It's not something that is quickly resolved. And what's really important here as we get deeper into this, it's something that a couple is gonna deal with together, but in this case, you know, they're gonna deal with it very differently because one, it's your mother, Right. And two, he, you know, he had a relationship with her as well, but it's, it's going to be just, it's going to be significantly different because your loss is going to be different than, than his loss.
1: That and I feel like individuals have very different ways of grieving and have they had loss, have they not had loss, you know, because how can you be empathetic to a partner who's lost a family member that's very close to them and maybe this hasn't happened for their partner yet. So there's this big empathy miss here Absolutely. and and not understanding like, oh, well, why can't you just get over this? You knew your mom was going to die, whatever it might be. Yeah.
0: And, and. This sort of like also comes into like an aspect of relationship that we talk frequently about is the fact that when big things happen, when there's big transitions, one, we often deal with them in very different ways. And two, oftentimes we're not very intentional about it. And I would guess on some level that there weren't maybe deeper vulnerable conversations between these two partners Mm -hmm. of like, hey, this just happened. This is going to have a significant impact on on me as an individual losing my mom. And we need to be really mindful during this time of being able to stay connected and supporting one another through this.
1: Well, and it's, I don't want to say a test to the relationship, but when big things do happen, it really does test like how much emotional safety do we really have in our relationship? And if we don't have a lot of emotional safety because now we're separate and we don't feel safe with each other, how can we develop it? It's it's like a gift. Big crises can be a gift to the relationship, but it takes time. That's important to hear.
0: And, and feeding right into what Tara just said is the fact that like when big things happen in a relationship, we tend to fall into pre-existing patterns. And so perhaps this couple, you know, has a way that they've dealt with bigger things that have happened in their life that maybe it worked or they got through it. And it didn't create major destabilization, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they maybe they sort of like each individually sort of deal with complicated feelings, mm-hmm. complicated circumstances. Maybe okay. they deal with it very differently. And in this case, because it's such a significant thing, maybe that old system that they had, it's an indicator that it doesn't work.
1: So there could also be a dynamic where, the person that is grieving who's lost a significant family member or person in their life, that they've always been able to be emotionally available for their family, for their partner. And for the first time, they can't be emotionally available. And that's like very confusing for the partner.
0: Well, and I could definitely see that being the case with this couple, and, and this is where we start maybe getting into the intimacy portion of it is maybe, you know, because this woman said, like, you know, I very much love my partner. I'm attracted, and I'm attracted to, him. to him. that That they've gone through other maybe bumpy stages where she was still really able to be with him in that way. And so his assumption is just like, hey. This is really complicated, but we've always been strong in this aspect of our relationship. Possibly. And because she's she's you know going through like some intense grief, which sort of pulls our heart back a little bit, and our awareness is is in different directions maybe than our partner. That yeah, for him, he's just like, what the heck is going on? I'm I'm used to still being able to get this attention, right. even when things are very complicated.
1: Well, and for her, the assumption is like, I really, what I just need is for my husband to come and give me this massive hug and say, I love you. And no matter what, I've got you and whatever sex, chores, whatever, like I've got you, I'm your warm little blanket and I'm going to wrap myself around you. And I'm going to hold you close while you are grieving and the partner might not know how to do that. And so it's just getting really clunky. Yeah,
0: I think that, I think you just like, you nailed something huge there, Tara, is that probably this is, this is a time where she has needed support more than she has ever needed it, Mm -hmm. right? And this is that tie between physical intimacy and emotional intimacy, right? Right. Is that there's probably things that she really needs, maybe doesn't even know necessarily that she needs them or knows how to communicate that she needs Mm -hmm. them, right? And she's needing some deeper connection, some deeper support from him. And maybe he's not entirely sure of that, or he doesn't know how to provide it.
1: Well, and let's not take the grief out of it, but we have a ton of couples at our center that struggle with intimacy. Just the struggle with intimacy when there's this like, tension around it, like, oh gosh, if we don't have sex, like he or she, or they're going to leave, or that creates so much distress already. And then to tie in the massive amount of grief, imagine like, okay, I just got to hurry up and get through my grief so like I can get my sex drive back. Like that actually just traumatizes our body even more. And so we have to find a way to help this couple understand that emotional safety and patience... Are the ingredients to developing an intimate connection again after a significant change. So I, I think I want to tie in a personal experience for us because it was grief and it was tied to intimacy and it wasn't grief in where I had lost someone important to me in my life, but it was right. A lot of sexual trauma came to light during therapy, you know, from the time I was four, and it just changed everything. Because I didn't know. And I literally became numb in my body. No desire, no, like I just felt super broken. And I I haven't talked in depth about this yet because I'm still going through my own therapy and healing. And then one day I will share more in depth. But what I do know is that in the first few months of it, like we really struggled because you were feeling lonely, not desirable. I was feeling a lot of shame and confusion and we weren't in it together, but we were both struggling alone because it wasn't about my desire for you. It was that I just felt numb in my body and you just felt lonely. Yeah. And it wasn't until I said like, we have to find a way to like be okay with this right now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. now because like, I'm broken. Like I have a broken vagina. Like, I don't know how you want to like perceive this, but like, I love you, but we have to like create space for this. And it took like a good year for us to really create safety around it instead of the like, oh gosh, like if we're going on a date tonight, is he going to want to like have sex? I mean, it was just so anxiety producing, but we did a really good job at creating safety, because if we didn't, I don't think our relationship could have sustained itself, right? Yeah. Cause I'm already trying to process my own trauma, right? Whether it's trauma from a death, trauma from abuse. It's like, I have nothing to give to anybody other than myself right now, because I've got to know how to regulate my body now, especially after right these changes have yeah. happened. Yeah, that's,
0: that's so interesting what you just said, because like you had to heal. Something inside of you was wounded or is wounded, right? Right. And that how could you just sort of like, you know, re-engage in the way that you had engaged when something so significant has changed. And that's that's really at the heart of what's happened with this woman is like, this grief is so significant that there's something that she needs to heal from and it's going to be a process it's an unrealistic expectation that she's just gonna be able to show up the way that she showed up. And then the next layer is right. what you talked about that, that you and I worked through that was not easy, is just on the most fundamental level, how do we communicate about it in a way that makes us feel connected and that you feel supported.
1: And that you feel supported because you have needs too.
0: And that I feel supported as yeah. well. And so that that to me is like, this is like the action point yeah. of like, hey, you know, how do yeah. we help this couple? Well,
1: because right in this message from this listener, it was like, because of her partner's kind of like empathy misses she's now saying i don't even want to have sex anymore right that's that resentment piece i i know that for me when i was feeling numb in my body and you were still like expecting certain things i was like what is going on like i was feeling so angry and resentful towards you and really it was just because we didn't understand how alone in it we both were but if you're not careful that can continue to reinforce itself and then you just keep getting farther and farther apart because then you feel like you're the bad guy and I feel like how dare you like encroach upon my trauma and need me when I need me. I mean, there's just so many elements to it. But for me, the one thing I would hope this listener can hear is like, I had to teach you what I needed from you because it didn't just come organically. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, because the phrase you used, empathy miss like what it, what it sort of reminds me, if you look at it visually, is it's like a fork in the road, right? Is that you went through this significant moment, this listener went through this significant moment, and then there was this fork in the road where it could have possibly been a very connecting experience and supporting experience, which is a different form of intimacy. But what frequently happens is, is it pulls us apart is the empathy, the support that that is needed by the person who's in sort of the more injured state goes unmet and then they sort of just pull apart from their partner.
1: So here's what I'm gonna encourage for listeners, for our one listener that reached out to us, because this was kind of the start of us, you and I developing our safety around this and our grief and me feeling numb. I was like, EJ, I just want you to, I want you to be curious about my process. Cause I'm not telling my body to be numb and I'm not telling my body, like, I don't want to have sex. It's just happening. And if you could just be like, Hey honey, what's it like to feel numb in your body? That makes me feel like you're not judging me and that you really care and that you're super curious. Cause I would want to know if that was happening for you. Yeah. That question might not relate to you, but I think it's a great start yeah. to say to your husband, hey, can you just ask me some questions about what my grief feels like and how that's impacted my desire for intimacy and that it's really hard. Like I'm just having a ton of empathy for this listener right now because we don't ask for this to happen. It just happens. And having a partner that's willing to be patient is huge. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it speaks to another term we use, which is emotional triage, you know, is that there are times in our relationship where one person is much more hurt than the other person, when their pain, their suffering is much more intense. And we we have to, and, and believe me, I did not do a great job of this for a while. It took me a while through, talking myself through it and 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 getting my own support is like there's times where we just have to sort of put our stuff aside a little bit you know and we have to like really be present for our partner and ask questions like tara just said like being curious about you know what is it like for you to be going through this and really deeply listen and not get caught it. Cause it's so easy. We all have our own like, you know, internal dialogue. We talked about that a, a couple of episodes and it's easy to get hijacked right. by our internal dialogue. And what, what worked for me was a lot of like finding phrases like, like Tara is suffering right now. This is incredibly, you know, incredibly difficult for her to be going through. This is not about me right now.
1: Well, and what happened is when you started to kind of come and connect with me in that way, then I wanted to be curious what it was like for you to kind of have a partner whose body is numb and doesn't give you a lot of attention or affection anymore because of what I'm going through. Like, It made me want to know about your process too, because your needs are just as important as mine but had you not come to me first, like that triaging piece, I wouldn't have cared about your process. I would have kept putting you in this like little, like, what a selfish shithead. Like how dare him. But now I am like, oh God, like he has needs too. And he feels really lonely. And how can I make him feel loved and give him kisses, even if I'm numb? So, you know, maybe I wasn't there first, but it started to happen more organically because we started to have connection and emotional safety within the context of intimacy. Yeah.
0: And and I think, you know, another thing that's really useful for perhaps this couple is is a term we call resourcing, which is right. basically finding things from the past that that give you like validation or strength or confidence in your relationship, you know, is looking at like, okay, like right now things are... Are more difficult, but man, like you know we we have this wonderful relationship, and we love each other and we 've been connected in these ways in the past, so i 'm going to resource back to that exists you know, and it 's just that right now you know this this is like sort of the the true Putting your, you know, your money where your mouth is around vows we take, you know, almost everybody says, you know, for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse in sickness and in health, you know, that that is either an explicit agreement we make with with each other or an implicit agreement that there are going to be very difficult things you go through together and they're not always going to get solved in a day and a half or two weeks.
1: I think another great topic of conversation or curiosity is some people are more comfortable with emotions than others. And I'm not sure if this listener's partner is like really uncomfortable with strong, big emotions. And so there's this like innate piece of like, I have to avoid that just because, you know, they don't know how to regulate or hold space for bigger emotions. But talking about that, what's it like for you to see Me be emotional and me having to go through this grief and like, you know, is there this tendency to want to like avoid it and resist it? And like, how can I help you come closer to me so we can do this together? Because again, a lot of, you know, we talk about attachment. A lot of our old attachment patterns get drawn up into when crises happen in our relationship. And like you said, if we're more avoidant of strong emotions, we will be like, the later, let's just pretend that that's not happening.
0: So- There's a combo of things that have to happen here is like this couple has to really make the intentional effort to talk about the grief, to talk about the, hey, things are different right now around our our sexual intimacy, but we're going to do our darndest to be really compassionate and empathetic and loving and caring with each other about it, right? Right. But then I think there's another piece that, that the listener who lost her mother Really needs to have some support in processing through her grief, right? And and it and it might be individual, you know, whether it's a therapist or reading a book on grief or grief support group is is engaging in a process around your grief, and then as you have discoveries around right. it, creating an atmosphere and times. Where you share what you're going through, and then the partner's responsibility is to listen. Right, is to not try to guide it, to not give advice, but to really just listen. As Tara says, with you know an open heart and ears.
1: Well, that's Michael Singer, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> open yeah. heart with ears, and I guess one of the biggest thing is like you can't put any time on this. You can just put intentionality behind it and have that trust that. Hey, we married each other for a reason. We chose each other for a reason. Yes, this is hard for both of us right now, but if we can get through this, we can get through anything.
0: And one thing, you know, sort of relating it back to our process a little bit is when we began. I think. I mean, tell me if you're if if I'm I'm right here, Tara. (laughs) You know, I will. Yeah, is maybe the 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 sexual intimacy was a longer process. But when we began to talk about it in more emotionally intimate ways, we felt more connected. Yeah. And that felt good. That felt great. And maybe this will bring this couple closer together if they address it in an intentional way. And I definitely believe in our relationship, we've become closer through going through this really tough time.
1: It's the acceptance versus resignation, right? Like. Grief changes us, you know, and we don't ever go back to the person we used to be. And so now we have this new self, right? Who's going through the grief and, you know, hopefully regulating emotions in healthy ways. And now how do we conceptualize our relationship as a changed person? And we keep growing together. We can't have what we used to have. It's different now. And so just that acceptance of... It's a cultivation of new experiences now and people are, they change after they've lost somebody significant in that way.
0: And then out of this incredibly complex time in your relationship, you strengthen it. Your bond becomes deeper. You realize like, man, we can go through really difficult times and we can make it.
1: We can make it and then we can share it on our podcast yeah, and yeah. continue to cry because it's still right there. Yeah. Um, if any listeners would like to provide any feedback or even your own experiences, if you can relate to this, we're more than open to hearing yeah. that.
0: And this couple, you know, as you go through it, if you want to reach out again and, and tell us a little bit more about what's going on, we're, we're very good once we find it buried in a in a mailbox but now we know it exists. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're good at following up and staying connected to you through this process because our our hearts just go out to you. You know, we really care about supporting you and helping you, you know, be well as individuals and have just an amazing, secure, stable relationship with one another.
1: And we know it's possible because we've been right, not exactly where you are, but we've been through very difficult things and we keep trusting that we're gonna get through it by building emotional safety and staying connected. So here we are, we're proof that it's not easy, but that connection, can happen like deeper than you could have ever imagined. It's just the skills piece.
0: So to all of our listeners out there, please reach out to us. Please tell us what's going on. Please let us know if if we can talk about what's going on within your relationship in a way that feels safe and confidential. Because, you know, there are For this one couple, there's hundreds, thousands of couples who are going through very similar things. And that's how we all grow together as a community is we put our stuff out there, we listen with an open heart, and we we together learn from one another because one thing that Tara and I have believed since the beginning of doing this is we don't have it all figured out. No. We're working through it. We do have some valuable experiences as clinicians and valuable knowledge that we think we can provide, mm. but we're definitely not preaching from the mountaintop. No. We're in it with all of you.
1: So thank you. Thank you for listening today. And as always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: on the train me and you listening to the rain me and you we are the same me and you have all the fame we need indeed you and me are
1: we save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app